Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, I'm excited about today's topic. I'm always excited about our topics on the podcast, but today in particular, one, because it's a really, 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 really cool program that we have going on in the state of Michigan that Governor Whitmer launched recently. And that alone is really cool because a lot of our workers fall into that category and can apply for this really cool program. But two, because we have one of our oldest, coolest friends of the pod um, who's kind of listening in because it's kind of she's promoting this program through her agency, uh, you know, the Labor Economic Opportunity Agency, Leo. I and mean, that's Kamara Lewis. Remember her, Chris? Yeah, she's uh, don't, don't we call her the pod mother? Is that a better title now? Yeah, she was one of the originators of this podcast way, way, way back in the day. And she left us to go on to bigger and better things with Leo. But she's back. And I, and I think she's kind of like listening in right now. I'm, I'm not sure if she'll say hi, but I can I can hear her like in the background kind of like stalking and listening in. Are you there, Kamara? Hello, Chris and Greg. Hey, welcome back to your podcast, friend. This is big. This is big. I am happy to be listening in and always will be a friend of the pod. Okay, well, I, I know you don't, I, You never were on the pod. You're always behind the scenes. I appreciate you just saying hi, and I appreciate you listening in. But uh, but yeah, Chris, so we, we have a really cool guest on today to talk about a really cool program that the governor launched uh, a little while ago. And our guest today is Ava Tari. And Ava, Welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be a part of the show. Yeah. So why don't you tell the audience kind of what you do for Leo in the program that we're talking about? I am a data and policy fellow with the Youth Policy Lab at the University of Michigan, partnered with the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity as the director for Futures for Frontliners. And I've been working on this program since about April of this year um, when the design and implementation of the program was just getting started. Yeah, and that's and that's the program that we're going to talk about, Future for Frontliners. It's it's a very unique and wonderful opportunity for a lot of essential workers in the state of Michigan, and you know a lot of our twelve thousand ish employees would fall into the category to apply for this great program. So why don't you talk about Future for Frontliners and what uh, what the program is all about? Absolutely, thanks so much. So I just wanted to kick it off with a little bit of background for folks who are not as familiar with Futures for Frontliners. One of the governor's ambitious goals is to address the skills gap within our state and increase the number of Michiganders uh, with post-secondary education from 45% to 60% by 2030. Now, you might remember her her top legislative item last year was Michigan Reconnect, which is a scholarship program for Michiganders 25 and up. It was passed with strong bipartisan support last year. But, you know, when the COVID-19 epidemic hit, all funding for new programs had to be repurposed to address more immediate needs. So the program had to be put on pause. Now, with that COVID-19 epidemic, um, the governor had one-time federal funds related to the epidemic that the legislature authorized her to appropriate. So she proposed this one-time scholarship program to show gratitude to our frontline workers and help us take a step towards this, you know, 60 by 30 state goal until Reconnect is launched. So in effect, Futures for Frontliners is a new state scholarship program for frontline workers without college degrees who worked in essential industries during our state shutdown and helped our state continue to function while many of us were required to stay at home. So the scholarship provides them with tuition-free access to community college, 
one of Michigan, any of Michigan's public community colleges to pursue an associate degree or industry recognized certificate. And the scholarship offers two pathways to community college. It just depends on where in their life the frontline worker is, specifically, do they have their high school diploma or equivalent already and are ready to jump into community college, or do they need to complete their high school diploma or equivalent either before they go into community college or while they're duly enrolled? So it's a very, very exciting program. Yeah, this is a very exciting program. If, if I'm if I'm an MDOC employee right now, considered an essential worker, I, I guess that's my, one of my questions is who who would be considered an essential worker within our department or other agencies, and kind of how, how do they how do they go about looking into this program and applying for it? Yeah, great questions. Actually, two of the most frequent that we get are, you know, what do we mean when we say essential industry or frontline worker? And those are incredibly important for this program. But um, during our state shutdown in spring of this year, many Michiganders had to put their health and lives on the line while working in industries that were critical to keeping our state running. Those frontline workers worked in a job that required them to work outside of their home, putting themselves at risk of exposure. Uh, Correction officers and other MDOC employees are actually great examples of that. Um, Some of the other examples that we typically give are folks who staffed our grocery stores and restaurants, provided waste management services, uh, manufactured personal protective equipment, PPE. Maybe they operated public transportation or provided critical police or fire services. These are individuals who maybe don't necessarily come to mind when you think of frontline worker, but absolutely put their lives on the line. Um, and we are hoping to give back to them with this program. Um, we actually have a website, michigan.gov forward slash frontliners. Uh, I mentioned earlier, there's two pathways to community college and each of the pathways have their own application link on our website. So we encourage you to check out the pages uh, that are right for you. If you have your high school diploma already, you'll want to visit our community college page. And if you still need to complete your high school diploma or equivalent, you'll want to visit our high school completion page. And again, both of these pathways lead to community college. It just depends on whether you need to complete your high school diploma first or not. I also wanted to mention, just to get ahead of this, each of the pages for our pathways has resources there to help you apply. We've got frequently asked questions and contact information in case you have questions along the way. So absolutely encourage you to check out our website. Great. And so how quickly do, do people need to apply? How long has this been going on? And, and when would be the deadline for people to uh, to submit an application? It's a one-time scholarship program. So the deadline for the program is 11.59 p.m. on December 31 of this year. Um, folks have to enroll in classes starting in 2021 to take advantage of the program. Okay. So they've got about a, about a month and a half uh, or so to, uh, to to take part. So that's really good. Now, I, maybe if, if people, you know, you've explained it really well, but I think another way to think about it for people, for some of our employees is, is this is kind of modeled after the GI Bill, right? Uh, is that kind of the, the, the drift of it? In thinking about this program with Michigan Reconnect on pause, the governor wanted to get back to our frontline workers and she drew a lot of examples from the GI Bill. You mentioned it uh, briefly at the beginning, but um, can you talk a little bit more about the 60 by 30 goal and and how this is going to help get us uh, to that uh, to that goal? Yeah, that's a great question. So the 60 by 30 goal was actually created by the governor during the um, state of state address last year. And so the idea behind this is to increase the number of Michiganders with post-secondary education from 45% to 60% by 2030. That's what we mean by uh, 60 by 30. Uh, Michigan was actually one of about eight states left in the U.S. that did not have an attainment goal. And so this goal will help us close the skills gap within our state, increase opportunity for folks, uh, better paychecks, a more equitable economy, and make Michigan more competitive. And so Futures for Frontliners and Michigan Reconnect are actually 
both of those are just under this umbrella of getting folks back into school, getting them upskilled. It's also an employment retention tool uh, for a lot of employers. These are just two pieces of this 60 by 30 goal that will help us create more opportunities for our Michiganders. And so uh, if I recall, this is a, a $24 million uh, fund that's paying for this. Do we have a sense for if everyone were to take advantage of it that that's possible, how many people we'd be talking about uh, that would be aided in either getting a high school diploma or a community college degree? So the, the $24 million is actually split between the two pathways. We've got about $15 million for folks who are going back to community college straight away that have their high school diploma already, and about $8 million set aside for folks that still need to complete their high school diploma and then go into community college. With Michigan Reconnect, I mentioned earlier that the program's on pause, but with the new state budget, Michigan Reconnect is actually going to get started early next year. And so there is a lot of overlap between the two populations. And so we'll have plenty of funding to be able to cover uh, folks going back to school. There's no cap on scholarship amount to individuals. So we're really excited that there are so many people interested in this program. We've had about 85,000 applications so far. No, that's great. And I think, as, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we've got about 10,000-ish employees who work in our prisons who would all be eligible for this, whether or not they are officers, uh, work in, you know, the maintenance department, uh, our secretary, so all kinds of people that this could potentially apply to. So I think it's just another great way to say thank you to our amazing staff who already have difficult jobs uh, as it is. But when you throw them into the middle of the pandemic on top of that, this has been difficult for, for our staff. And so this is, I think, just another great way that, that the state uh, and the department can say thank you uh, and make sure that they know about this really great program where if they've always kind of thought about wanting to, to get that college degree, this is a, an awesome way to do that um, free of charge uh, as kind of a thank you for the essential work that they've done uh, throughout this pandemic. So this, I think, is going to be really beneficial and helpful for our employees. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, this is an opportunity for, you know, the governor and the state to say thank you to everybody, but also to give people an opportunity if they want to go back to school and get that next job or an increase in pay, and you've been thinking about it going back for school for a while now, we absolutely encourage you to take advantage of this program and you definitely deserve it. Absolutely. Well, you know, Chris, uh, I think you've dominated this. I think you've asked all the questions that I had, but I mean, you said it, you did, you said it best. I, I think what a wonderful program for some wonderful people who are, you know, out there on the front lines doing one heck of a job in a very dangerous environment. So just like what you said, if somebody has been thinking about doing this, but maybe not because of the money or maybe not because it wasn't the time. I mean, what a great opportunity to further education free of charge. So take advantage of it. Like, like Ava said, you have until the end of the year on December 31st to apply for this money to further education. And what, what a great opportunity and what a great program. And, you know, Avi, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and explaining to a lot of our staff who are eligible for this program about it, how to apply for it, the importance of it and why we're doing it. I really do appreciate you for coming on and explaining the program and joining Field Days. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure to be here today and speaking with you all. All right. Hey, Chris. Uh, you know, this, this is a big week for everyone. It's, it's a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving. I know it's under some very odd and, I guess, uh, unfortunate circumstances. And, you know, people have to make some choices that, you know, if they want to celebrate Thanksgiving with family and friends or kind of just, uh, you know, keep themselves this year. But, you know, despite all that, despite people having a holiday week, we do have quite a few staff that continue to do some amazing work. And, you know, they, they, they're working on Thanksgiving. They're in, like we talked about today, some very dangerous situations. So, you know, shout out and kudos to all of those amazing people who continue to do some really, really good work for the department and the, and the citizens of Michigan, right? 
Absolutely. It's uh, time to reflect, you know, with your family and your coworkers and all those who you're thankful for. And, uh, you know, I know we're certainly thankful for, for our families, and but also just for all the folks who are going to be away from their families uh, on Thanksgiving uh, because they're going to be working and keeping the public safe. And so thanks go out to all of our employees throughout the year because they have very difficult jobs, especially during this week when we know they're going to some of them are going to be away from from their family for, for a time being. So thanks to everyone. And I hope everyone has a safe and uh, great Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes with what our podcast was about today. And, you know, those essential workers who are on the front line and, um, you know, just working their tails off some very dangerous times right now. And it's great. Some information that we shared today talking about those essential workers getting some some benefits and a scholarship to go either continue their education, further further their education, which is great. And I I think the staff from Leo today, uh, specifically um, Abba Atari, who came on and I think she shared some really good information that staff should 100% take advantage of, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope people took that to heart and thought about, you know, their their future and their education and, and this being a time where they can uh, get that degree that they've always thought about getting. That's uh, a great opportunity, uh, especially free of charge. And so I hope that uh, everyone takes advantage of that that's possible. And uh, we ended up having a, a much more highly educated uh, workforce going forward. Yeah. And you know what, what was really cool on top of the great information that Abba shared was we had one of our own come back on the podcast, right, Chris? I was, I mean, how great was it to hear from one of our old friends and one of your, you know, one of your uh, old coworkers, my old coworkers, uh, Kamara Lewis, to have her back on the podcast? Yeah, it was great. You know, I believe she's only been on the podcast one time before, right? Her first time was on that episode where we listened to it. Remember, we were listening to it in the car. We were driving around doing different events for the room of the podcast. And then we almost turned it off. And she said, wait, 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 at the end. So there's a little Easter egg at the end of that episode if you go back to it. So So it was great to hear her again. She's doing doing really well. And it was great to hear from her. Yes, you're right. And it was great to hear from Kamara. And she's doing awesome. And Kamara, she's she's got such a bright future because she's so good at what she does. But another person that is really, really good at her job, Chris, and I know you are so sad to talk about this, and I'm sorry. I'm sad too. I know Joelle is super sad, but um, Holly Kramer in your office is is Pona Kamara, and she's leaving us, right? Sadly, sadly, yes, that is true. What did her you do? Last day, what did you do? Life. Why did you make her leave? <laughs> I didn't do. I did everything I could to get her to stay, but she's uh, she she is leaving. She, she actually her last day was yesterday on Monday, so we already miss her dearly. Uh, and her contributions to this department uh, are going to last for a long, long time. She's done so much to make this a better place. You know, I've known her for probably about 15 years now, and she's worked here with us in this department for just under six. And uh, I mean, she completely redesigned the newsletter, took it to a whole other level with her re- her reporting background and her skills and writing, telling people stories so immeasurable. You know, helping to to write. Um, some of the remarks that our leaders uh, give out and, and some of the messages that, that are sent. Uh, the daily staff message that all our employees uh, have gotten every day during this pandemic for the last nine months were largely coming from her uh, and, and Joelle as well. But she's been really a driving force between, behind that, putting all of our, our numbers of all of our COVID cases uh, online. Uh, there's just so much that she does. And, you know, I know you know this too, but, you know, her compassion and dedication for this department, you know, there would be weekends and evenings throughout this pandemic where I'd be copied on emails uh, that she was sending to loved ones or prisoners that she would send out after she'd get the kids in bed. And, you know, these are things that, you know, she would work until the job was done, despite me telling her all the time that I wasn't requiring her to do that, that I wasn't even asking her to do that. She just wanted to help and she wanted to get these people information as quickly as she could that that was accurate. And so finding someone like her, I don't know that we'll be able to because she did such an amazing job. I know so many people across this department really enjoy getting to know her. 
when she would go out and tour the facilities and the field offices. She really enjoyed that. She really loved uh, working here. We're really going to be sad to have her be gone. We're still going to be in touch. We're always going to be friends, uh, all of us. She's going to be uh, being able to spend more time at home uh, with her two kids and her husband, and she's going to be able to spend these holidays um, at home and enjoying them. But uh, we're certainly going to miss her uh, dearly. You know, I met Holly when she came to the department. I mean, you've known her for a lot longer than I have. But Holly, I have to say, is one of the most genuine and just nice human beings you will ever meet in your life. And it has been a pleasure for me to get to know Holly and see, you know, how hard she works and how good she is at her job. But, you know, you mentioned all the stuff that she does. And in the six years, the hardest thing that she's had to do in the public information office is make you look good. And she did that very, very, very well. And I don't know how she did it. But she is super good at her job for doing that. And uh, I'm sure you are going to miss her immensely, Mr. Gouts. Yeah, one of the first things uh, that's that's usually said when I when I say that, when I tell people that, that she's leaving is, oh my gosh, you're going to have so much more work to do. You're actually going to have to do work now. <laughs> and so I don't know why that's such a common refrain. And I think you probably said it too. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's true. She did so much in this department. So yeah, yeah she, she did a great job, as does Joelle. But, you know, Holly, Holly will be missed um, so much and, you know, Good luck trying to fill those shoes. I, I know you have a, a special um, goodbye message for her, right? I, I do. So, um, you know, no no good idea that I've ever had um, is one that probably hasn't come from the Cold Alt Meal podcast, which I know you love to, to hear me talk about. But I, I got this idea from them. And because um, this is such a dramatic and historic loss for us uh, in our communication shop, uh, I felt that the only way to really do uh, it justice would be to sort of make a, a, a movie uh, or a movie trailer, so to speak, about uh, her her leaving. And we have the movie trailer guy. You'll, you'll soon recognize that uh, this is the voice uh, that sounds like the voice of every single movie trailer that you've ever seen in your life, describing what it will be like to have her gone. And uh, I guess we'll play that for you now. In a world, there was one woman with one desire. Spending her days working in communications for the Michigan Department of Corrections. Over six years, she made friends, best friends, like Chris, Joelle, and Greg. She made memories, best memories, like being a part-time producer on the Field Days podcast. See, Holly is the glue that keeps this team together. So now she's leaving. Chris, Joelle, and Greg are left wondering what on earth they're going to do without her. Sure, they're happy she's going to be able to spend time at home by the pond and watch those beautiful eagles fly. But, like, aren't you going to miss the gang? You don't have to leave, like, right now, do you? Dang, this team doesn't know what they will do without you. But they are so happy to have spent the time they did with you. Cheers to your next adventure. And remember, when the pond and the eagles and the beautiful scenery and the comfortability of being home and, and all that other stuff get old, your team will be waiting for your presence on the other side. This fall, Holly is starring in Moving On, coming soon. Well, Chris, I'm not sure how you pulled that one off, but uh, that, I, I uh, pulled some strings. I know some people. That was pretty funny. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if you wrote that up, but uh, well, <laughs> well done. And I'm sure she'll uh, she'll appreciate uh, that. Having, you know, I, I know you've cameoed me before, and I think uh, you know we've we've cameoed Holly in the past. But that's got to be. I got to say, that's that's I the think, best. I think it's my favorite. For sure. That's the best one I've ever had. 
<laughs> yeah, by by far. So well well done. Uh, yeah, no, Holly, uh, we we appreciate you a ton. We hope you have a um, you know fun time spending more time with your family, and you will be missed greatly. All right. Well, I guess we should uh, we should get out of here. Thanks again to all of our wonderful employees. Uh, we're gonna miss Holly, and uh, thanks to everyone who's working on Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you guys next week. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, Thanks for tuning in to Field Day's podcast.